You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Good morning, Mary Ellen. Good morning, John. How are you? I am well, thank you. And yourself, I hope. Oh, much better now that you agreed to join us on the spotlight here. (laughs) So, folks, we're here with Mary Ellen Wazalewski. She wears many hats. Um, She's big on professional growth uh, for for individuals. She's also a, a realtor and one of her specialties is working with divorce clients. So I got my question to you, Mary Ellen, is I mean you've done so many things with your your growth strategies and so so why real estate and in particular divorce? Okay. Well, um so I have to back it up because there's always a a, a longer story to it. Uh I started my real estate career when I was 19 years old and I Needed to pay my way through college. So I started then. Then I went off onto regular careers in corporate and all of that. And unfortunately, um, my life changed in a nanosecond when I got a phone call from a doctor that used the words fatal heart attack. Don't need to hear anything else. You know, your life just changed for forever. Um, So I had three kids now. I'm a single mom. I have worked in corporate for a couple of years. What do I got to do? And I needed to go back to something for which I could have more control. And I went Mm -hmm. back into real estate. Because of what I learned through grief and loss, I specialized with people who were having transitions in real estate that were going to be a little more unique and have a component of grief to them. And so, therefore, it is uh, the divorce as well as people who are grieving the loss of someone and they have to move. These both divorce and uh, those other people, they don't really have a choice. The house has to get sold. And so there's all kinds of extra emotions that play into this. And that, and along with a degree in uh, executive coaching through crisis and trauma, I said, this is this is just too easy not to be able to say, They need a different hand than just a regular agent can give them and a different understanding. And that's why I share that focus to be my wheelhouse. So you're working with um, both divorce and couples at the same time when they're trying to sell the house or do you just work with one? How does that play out? Well, it always depends, as you well know, on the circumstances of what the sale is or what. And, and then subsequent or purchases on that. If you're selling, you got to work with both. I don't care whose name's on that title. You've got two people that you have to kind of is the what's the new saying the the unhelp unmingle or <laughs> be able to separate. And both people have to be heard. And that's the biggest problem I find with divorces is that the the arguments that 
co come up and cause angst between the selling of the house is the fact that one person wants to be heard over the other person. And so I find my job is, is much more of that advocate, trusted advisor, but I need to be able to have both of them on there because you know very well one can steamroll or bust a deal completely and you just have to keep moving slowly to get them on with their life. So it sounds like the house is the client. The house is the client more often, um, but you can't not work with both parties of that. So you're really actually dealing with more like three parties, the husband, the wife, the buyer, all for the, the product being the house. Okay. So it, it sounds like as you're going along trying to sell it, um, there's at least in the uh, you know divorce and spouses' minds, whether it's the husband or the wife, they may not feel um, biased. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you might be like it, it, in a moment like that. Let's say it's, you know the husband feels that you're favoring the uh, the wife's interest over his. Like, how would you handle something like that to uh, uh, diffuse his thoughts? I make sure that I have meetings before we even sign contracts to with both of them together and individually. And that's pretty much a prerequisite, because if I don't, I'm I'm going to always be fighting something. Um, And so I need to have both people on there so they get the same kind of conversation where they get explained with education and guidance, um, you know, what the steps are, where the money's going to go, what you do have control over and what you don't have control over. As I have found it, again, as I go back more to my coaching experiences, is the problem is they're all feeling losing control. And so they'll fight tooth and nail to get control over anything, whether it be the price, the home, the condition. But in real estate, uh, John, I've I've always worked with the formula that there is a way to sell a house or buy a house, but sell a house for this aspect. And it's a formula of price, condition, and marketing. And and by explaining that over and over again, that the only thing they can control out of this aspect is condition. They can't control the price. The market controls the price. Right. The um, marketing is controlled by the agent. So here's the things you can control, and how do you want to handle that? Okay. So what advice would you give someone if they're just starting out, just, they might even just be contemplating divorce and they're looking at the house, what to do in terms of just trying to figure out everything. Should should I buy? I mean, should I sell it or should we keep it? Um, What are your thoughts on that? I think you, you start first with you, John, (laughs) because they need to know what are the conditions ahead of time of where the money's going to go or what could they do to set themselves up for success. And if they talk to you ahead of time, learn all about where, if there's a split, who's going to be able to buy, who's not, where the money's going to, they, it, it starts to manage those expectations. And then if they talk to myself or another specialist who really understands and walks them through, here is how this will process. And here's the things you can control. And here's the things you can't control. And 
the more they know, the more they're educated, the easier it is to get through all of the bumps and hurdles that become a little bit higher, a little bit wider right. when you're going through a divorce than if it is a, a traditional sale, because this is not a traditional sale. No, it's not. And so you brought up a good point of reaching out to someone like myself to help them you know, get pre-qualified as to what they can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. And which brings up another point. Where, so it's almost like we're putting together a team here. And let's say they want to now need an attorney or a financial planner. What advice would you give them when they're trying to select uh, individuals like that, whether it's an attorney, uh, financial planner, as to um, try to figure out if it's the right fit for them? Right. In my wheelhouse, I bring a team. I have uh, one, two agents now that are under the Wasilewski team okay. that so that everybody can be cohesive. I work with you for my mortgage. I work with uh, an attorney who specializes in divorce. Um, I have financial planners that they can access. So I make sure that I have a team that knows that we all work cohesively together as best we can in a tough time. Oh, that's awesome. So do you happen to have a memorable case that's kind of impacted how you do your business? Um, Yes. I mean, it was that everything was going to be difficult on this divorce. One wanted it, one was blindsided. And the blindside part is the hardest part. Now, both people have grief. And the part of grief that comes in a divorce is that you are saying goodbye to what you thought your life was going to be, whether you're the one that wants to go on or not. So those emotions that you would see in grief, I'll come in with that. But it becomes, again, a control issue on 90% of the times and, and they play games. And I will never forget we're moving this the 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 husband's already left the house, but the house hasn't sold. We're moving the woman out, but the house hasn't sold. We just said, you know, to for this particular time, it needed both people out of the house in order to to sell it. And um, they're fighting over a bottle of rum that they got on their honeymoon. Who got to take that bottle of rum? Now, they were married 15 years, so it's 15-year-old bottle of rum. It's not. And I saw the label. It wasn't like it was something great, but it was the control. And they're fighting back and forth. I'm standing right there. And I and I look at it. I said, oh, I like that wine. I had that, or that rum. I had it in Jamaica once. The husband immediately turned to me and said, oh, great. You can have it. <laughs> but it was it really, really made me understand that they both need to be heard because when people are not heard, they will lash out at each other and anyone else around it. He was willing to make me happy and hurt her right in front of me. So I, I, I just I just really understood that for A, we keep them as separate as we possibly can. <laughs> yeah. And we meet separately, and it means that you're going to do negotiations and everything else twice. But it it's what you have to do in order to give them peace and to stay at the professional integrity that realtors, mortgage people, and attorneys all need to stay at. Okay. So did you take the rum? 
No, no, I dare not on that point. Because I think the wife would have picked it up and clubbed me over the head. Of course. No. Absolutely. Yeah. So Mary Ellen, if someone needed to get a hold of you to, you know, for your expertise, how would they reach out to you? Well, I can be found at Gibson Sotheby's. I can be found by the uh, phone number, uh, which is 508-479-2474. And um, I can be found on the Wasilewski Group. Well, I was going to say website, but we just pulled it down to be able to add new material. So if you give me three days, I will pull it back up there. And they can find some resources there for them to be able to download and actually just start getting their process together before they even call me. Oh, that's great. So so as we're wrapping up here, do you have like a final thought you'd like to leave with us today? Compassionate selling has always been my motto. And that means you're not rude, that, that you're selling the things that make a home, but you're giving away the house. Yeah. That's why we have to be very patient with people through divorce because their home has already been pulled apart and we can't rip it any farther. We have to take it as gently as possible. So compassionate selling. Oh, that's great. I love that. Well, Mary Ellen, this has been a pleasure. I'm so glad you agreed to join us today. Absolutely, John. And I uh, hope that this reaches some people that know that they might be considering it. And um, perfect planning starts the second you have the thought this may be something we need to address. Absolutely. All right. 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 You have a wonderful day. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. You too. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.